Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism. In How to Deal with Criticism, Pastor DeMichael will guide us through a story where a woman in the Bible was criticized for her good deed. Everyone at some point will have to deal with criticism, whether it is merited or not. The power that we have when criticized is in the power of our response. In this week's lesson, we will be given some sound and practical advice on how to deal with this sometimes difficult issue. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Number two, consider this. Number one, it's not... Uh, it's inevitable. Number two, it's not understandable. Don't try to figure it out. In fact, trying to figure it out would be a pretty good way of losing your mind. What's the motivation behind this person criticizing me? What did I do wrong? Remember, your worst critic can teach you something. But if you focus on irrational and unjust criticism and try to understand it, you will ruin your own focus. And over time, you can even develop a wounded spirit. The pastor of a small church had a critic in his congregation. On the day of the annual church picnic, it suddenly occurred to him that no one had called and personally invited her to attend. He dialed her up, and when she answered, he confessed the oversight. He then said that he really hoped she would still attend. To the which she replied, it's too late to say you are sorry. I've already prayed for rain. A very pious lady approached Daniel Webster when his unabridged dictionary was published. She said to him, I am shocked that you printed the definition of so many nasty words. His classic reply was, Madame, I am shocked that you took the time to look them up. And a pastor asked one consistently unhappy man in his church if he knew what his talents were. The man said that he had only one. He only had one, one talent, and it's criticism. The pastor was thoughtful for a moment. Then he told the man if he only had one talent, he recommended for him that he do what the man in Scripture with one talent had, and that is bury it. Don't try to understand it. Now, while we can't understand it, here's a few observations about it. Uh, we live in a generation not of servants, but of masters. We live in a generation not of servants, but of masters. And so many feel empowered to cr critique everything around them. In fact, for some, it seems like it is the only talent that they have. Number two... Don't believe your biggest detractor, nor your best admirer. Frankly, neither of them know what they're talking about. Benjamin Franklin talked about blame all and praise all are two blockheads. A lot of your critics do so out of ignorance. How are you going to understand their lack of understanding? You know, as we get older, we hopefully get wiser. And uh, I've now reached an age, I can see 60 from where I'm standing. I'll be 60 in June. And uh, I've come to realize something. 
a lot of the way my dad has done things and the way he acts has to do with the fact that he's been some places and done some things that I have yet to do in places that I haven't quite gone yet. I'm starting to see that at about 60 years old. Some of you that are older know what I'm talking about. You say, now I know what it's like. And you know what I prayed the other day? I prayed, Lord, at this stage of life, my dad's a little older than 20 years more than me. Don't let me make the same mistake I made in my 20s, 30s, and 40s about things I thought about him. Don't let me do that here now in my 60s. Because in his 80s, he's experiencing and seeing things that I never dreamed of. Fair statement? Fair statement? And you know, one generation is tempted to criticize the next, or vice versa. But a lot of times, it's an issue of perspective. We live in a generation of masters. Therefore, it is not understandable. Don't believe your biggest admirers or your worst detractors. It's not understandable. And here's another one. Criticism is easy. Criticism is easy. Someone once said, your friends don't need an explanation, and your enemies will not receive one. Criticism is easy. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Building is a lot more difficult than demolition. And some people who have never built spend all their time in tearing down. And rather than trying to accomplish something in life, they almost consider it sport to tear down those that are building. My advice to you today would be keep on building. Keep on building. Keep on going for the Lord. Don't get distracted by all those voices out there. They say uh, one of the uh, marks of a great referee in any sport is the ability to, to block out all the fans yelling at them. I mean, that's what some people do. They come to the game just to yell at the ref. And the ability to block that out. And uh, so it is with criticism in our lives. Criticism is not understandable at this level. Criticism can also come in the form of lies and slander. Remember something. Satan is the what? Accuser of the brethren. And he accuses them his people, God's people, day and night before God. He'll accuse God to us just like he did with Eve. He said, Eve, the reason God doesn't want you eating off of that tree, he, he knows there's something good that will come of that. God's doing you dirt, Eve. He accused God to Eve. He'll accuse us to God. He'll accuse us to each other. Let me show you something procedurally. I, I'm going to show you one of the most violated portions of Scripture among God's people. I, I, I say this without fear of very much contradiction. Take your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to try to learn a little wisdom here this morning from the Word of God. Learn some practical wisdom. Because criticism can take the form of lies and slander. I call it case building. I'm not content to criticize that person for what I know they're doing or who they are or whatever it is I don't like. But I'm, I'm going to build a bigger case. I'm going to tell lies. That's, that's not uncommon, folks. Here, here's what God tells us to do. This is an overarching principle 
that would serve all of us well in every aspect of life. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. Matthew 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. This is a specific case where somebody has done wrong to me, but I want you to think of the principle that Jesus teaches his disciples here because it applies to this business of criticism and lies and slander and stories that are told about people. Look at verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between he, thee and him, what? Alone. I'm not going to go any further in this. There's a lot more to this, but we don't have the time. My, my point is this. When you hear something about somebody, if you think it's important enough to digest then you, you are mandated, I am mandated by God to go directly to that person and for their good, explain to them what's wrong or for their good and your good, lest you sin against God and help the devil in slandering somebody, find out if it's true. My, 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 so much character assassination goes on in the name of one side of the story. We say it all the time. We hear it all the time. There's two sides to every story. Truth be known, there's probably three. Yours, mine, and the truth. But how often do we run half-cocked, as they would say? Because we heard something from somebody about somebody else. And by the way, especially if it doesn't line up with what you know about their character, that's the first thing that should cause you to be suspicious. I have said on more than one occasion when somebody said, so-and-so did thus and such, I have said, that doesn't sound like them. That doesn't sound like the so-and-so that I know. And God mandates that we go to that person first because it may not be true. In the graveyard of relationships, I wonder how many tombstones are out there that should say on that tombstone, Lies and slander. Lies and slander. Here lies another dead relationship between two good friends. The Bible says in the book of, of Proverbs, the whisperers separateth what? Chief friends, good friends. Why would somebody believe something untoward about somebody, especially if they knew them well enough to know that that wasn't really their character? You know what you ought to do? You ought to go to that person and find out the truth. But I'll take you one further. I'll take you one further. You ought to say to the person that brought it to you, I'm not going to hear that. Because you know what? Where there's no market for something, the product goes away. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed that criticism can very often be a ploy of the devil to discourage us. The devil has many approaches to getting us frustrated, and he knows one of the most effective tools is through our pride. One thing that can make criticism so hurtful is when we pour ourselves out in a loving manner, trying to help people, and our efforts are met with criticisms. It is at these times, as Pastor DeMichael makes clear, that we are to realize that the same could be said of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who offered love and was met with scorn, rebuke, and criticism. Yet he chose to extend his love, despite the opinion of others. In the end, criticisms are inevitable and uncontrollable. 
but it is up to the Christian to approach the critics with the same love and even forgiveness that Jesus Christ has extended to us. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.